Welcome everyone to Play Hard and Love Big Radio. My name is Nick Clark and I'm your host for today's show. Play Hard and Love Big Radio is the official podcast of Spotted Dog Yoga and Sup Shop based out of Folsom, California and available everywhere via our amazing virtual programs. The purpose of Play Hard and Love Big Radio is to help inspire you to be the very best version of yourself. And we do that by sharing experiences. I'll share my experiences. We have amazing guests like today that'll share their experiences. And our hope is that by sharing our experiences and our stories that you get something that you can take with you in your life so that you can go out and you can play hard and you can love big doing the things that you love the most with the people you love the most and the pets that you love the most. Today, we are so lucky to have a good friend of mine on the show. Aaron Donahue is joining us today. Aaron has just most recently come into my life as he did our yoga training program at this studio just in the last year and now has become one of our really great teachers and community members. Welcome to the show, Aaron. Thanks, Nick. It's a pleasure to be here. It really? is awesome. And where are you right now? I am in the studio right now. I just finished teaching a class and you know I'm ready to talk and just have a good time. So good, my friend. Yeah, the, um, the studio is so bright. It's a really neat background for you there. Today's topic is something that I believe you're really great at which is connecting with people. And, you know, I believe that connecting with people is something that is somewhat learned, but it also can be something that is just natural for some people. But for some people, it's not so natural. Uh, for you, Aaron, I feel like, at least in my uh, understanding of who you are and being around you, that it comes off pretty naturally. But would you say that connecting with people is something that's been a natural thing for you your entire life, or has it been something that's been more learned? Uh, definitely not natural. Um, I just remember starting when I was starting to work a lot in customer service. Um, most of the job is just trying to connect with the people that I was servicing. And I found that I just was honestly horrible at it. Like I couldn't hold conversations and I just couldn't make those connections that I saw my other coworkers making. And um, I just took it upon myself to learn from others and like learn from my studies and just kind of take that forward and experiment, have fun with it. I know it wasn't all going to look good, but it just turned into uh, a big journey. And now I'm kind of at the point to where I feel really comfortable talking to people who walk in the door and whether it's someone that I don't know that I'm going to be teaching in 30 minutes, I always try and introduce myself and just at least make some sort of connection before I end up teaching or if it's someone I run into the street that I share like a commonality with. It's just trying to make everyone's day, like spread the positivity and just be good to others. You are really like that. You are the, um, I feel like great at spreading the positivity. Mm -hmm. So kudos to you, man. Thank you. Would you say that naturally, like when you were born that you were more of you're more of an introvert or more of an extrovert? Um, man, that's tough. I would say naturally I was probably an introvert, but just circumstantially growing up, like 
I just tended to like not want to be in the house. And so I would just end up going outside and then I ended up meeting people around my block. And then that turned into like me hanging out with all my friends in elementary school. Like every day we'd run around our block, just doing whatever, riding scooters, going to the store. I don't know what kids do these days. <laughs> you had a little, you had a, like a little posse. Yeah, definitely. Like you see like six, <laughs> six little 10 year olds rolling up and you're like, what are these kids up to? <laughs> but, uh, and that just slowly transformed into, uh, once I was able to drive in high school, um, I was just able to expand my borders more. I was able to meet up with friends that I went to school with who I wasn't normally because I lived so far away from them. And um, I don't know, I think just like it kind of slowly became me being more extroverted than introvert. But I do prefer or maybe not prefer, but I do enjoy my time inside still and need the time to myself to kind of recharge so, yeah, I feel like that's a, something that most people would probably agree with is that there has to be, no matter how extrovert, extroverted you are, or introverted you are, or if you're trained to be more of an extrovert, but you're really an introvert, there has to be some sort of balance that you create, right? Where you can actually take some time and space to recharge for yourself. And that's really powerful to be able to do that. I mean, I know for me, that's one of the hardest things to do is to unplug from people and to unplug from technology and the world and actually just like slow down and be with myself. Right. Um, but yeah, that's, I feel like really, really important. And I'm glad that you mentioned that because it's a, it's what I believe allows us to be more extroverted is if we understand ourselves and our needs first. Definitely. Yeah. The, um, before the show, we were talking about how you worked at a golf club. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about that experience and how that helped you develop to a new level of connecting with people and in the realm of customer service. Yeah, so I, I was a guest service member at a nicer country club in my area, and our whole job was to make sure the members were happy and just making sure things were clean. It really wasn't glamorous at all. But um, again, I just, I saw some of my coworkers who had been there for longer, just with really genuine connections with some of these guys. And it was easier for them because they played golf a lot and I was just getting into it and that was not good at all. And so I just wasn't putting myself in the best position to make these connections or establish these connections. And so what I ended up doing was just experimenting and just kind of seeing what worked. And I found that one, like being kind to these people, like even if they had the worst day of their life or worst round of their life, which you could tell, cause there's either a lot of frowns or one less club in their bag that was probably <laughs> broken in half on the course. But um, yeah. I mean, just for them, I noticed like coming off of the 18th hole and just seeing like a smiling face and being like, Hey, like what, what happened? Like what was good today? What good shots did you hit? And I just, I noticed a little shift. Uh, it opened up more conversation for me. It kind of opened up both sides cause they were a little bit more comfortable talking to me and I was a lot more comfortable talking to them. And then, um, the second thing that I noticed that these are two things that I hold to this day is just, finding what they're passionate about. And obviously golf again, it's like, of course they're passionate about it, but like 
trying to find that a bit deeper. Like, what do they do for work? What is their family life like? Do they have any kids? And just checking in and finding out like, what, like truly, what are you passionate about? And there was one member who like, I still, when I see him to this day, we always talk for like 10, 15 minutes. Um, he had a son that played baseball and I would always ask him about how his son's doing, where his son's going to college, all that stuff, just checking in. And it's like, yeah, you can say, was it genuine? Was it not? I like, personally, I think it was, it's like being invested in other people, even though you might not even see them after I'm done working at that country club or after any particular interaction. And, um, from those experiences, I've just been able to take them forward and just kind of be able to talk to people better and find out what they're passionate about. And it usually just leads to a greater connection from my experience. What I hear you say, to summarize it for myself and for our viewers, <laughs> two, ma two main points that I think that I heard you say is that you ask questions. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that you do. And then I, the even more important aspect of asking questions to find out what someone's passion is and whatnot is that you're actually listening to their answers. Right. Yeah. So what role does listening have in you building relationships for long-term uh, I mean, uh, connection? Just like a recent example that kind of like, it just hit me in the face. I was like, oh, wow. Like, this stuff does matter. Um, mm -hmm. Someone was in at the studio and I hadn't seen them in like two or three weeks. But I last time I saw them, I had heard them talking about how they had like a wedding and finals coming up. And I saw them and I was like, oh, what's going on? I was like, how was the wedding? Like, did you, how would your speech go? Like all this stuff and just like seeing them open up, like you see it in their body language. It's just more of like a down and then they open up and they're like oh wow like I really actually want to talk to you about this and I just I love seeing people talk about what they're passionate about and it just like makes me want to listen even more and just like hear what they have to say because I mean I think everyone is just so interesting and I can learn from everyone so I just have to find the thing that I need to learn from them so interesting because I actually had a text message from one of our clients from about three weeks ago. It's a different one than you're speaking to, but they had the similar experience with you. I don't even think I shared this with you, but it was a compliment <laughs> to you, uh, uh, to me. It was weird. A compliment to me about you being so wonderful in the studio and that their experience was that you recalled something that they had shared with you previously and brought it back into the conversation. And from that, they felt like they had been seen, they had been heard and that they could express themselves. And they felt like just really a genuine level of connection and understanding from you. Um, so that seems like one of those things that, you know, being not only just asking the question, but and finding out what someone is passionate about and building relationships, but actually caring enough to listen and to remember so that the next time that you see that person, you can bring that conversation forward and continue it forward. Right. So yeah. tell me, Aaron, what is it that you're passionate about? 
I know you're passionate about figuring out and listening to <laughs> and learning from people about what they're passionate about, but what are you, what are you passionate about? Gosh, I mean, isn't that like the biggest question that I've been trying to figure out? Um, I don't know. I just like, I'm passionate about the people in my life. I'm passionate about like spreading positivity, but like on like the, I guess more physical levels of it. Like I'm passionate about basketball. I love the King. Like, and even more, I just like watching good basketball. I love art. Um, and I don't know. I just, I guess there's like so much that I'm passionate about. I like, it's kind of a blanket statement, but like truly I just try and find the value in everything. And more often than not, I find that like, I'm happier when I'm more receptive to what's going on. And I'm like happier when I'm able to be passionate about so much and just try and like see the goodness in everything that I see other people seeing. Um, but I would, I would probably say the main ones are just like the people in my life and just making sure, or I guess just being in like positive environments, which is, I don't know, it's kind of weird to say, I think, but <laughs> and I think everyone wants that, but. Totally, man. Well, I think for like in general, a blanket statement that I get from you and one of the main reasons that I love being around you, man, is that you have the pa just a passion for life, <laughs> you know, and the fact that you can't really pinpoint one specific thing that like you're just passionate about, but in a general way, you're passionate about people and getting um, to understand people and getting present and being with every experience as a learning experience says to me that you have this deep passion for living. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I think that it, everyone has that, the possibility of having a passion for life and for living, but life can get in the way, like, um, ex, you know, having expectations of yourself or being really, really busy and not being able to create some space for yourself or forgetting the, um, you know, really valuable, important things that are right in front of you and constantly striving to find, you know, different avenues for success or whatnot. Those kind of things can kind of actually as exciting as they can be, can actually get in the way right. of people just having this passion and zest for life and like the simple things in life, like connecting with people. And, um, you know, when we started Spotted Dog Yoga, we, Katie and I, you know, we fell in love through the practice of yoga. And then we fell in love even more from adopting our dog bandit. And we thought, well, wow, when we bring this to the world in our own unique way, when we bring spotted dog yoga to the world in our own unique way, what is it that we want to share with people? What is it that we want to teach people and lead people into understanding? And that's where we came up with play hard and love big. It's because that's what bandit began to teach Katie and I is the importance of playing really, really hard. And if you play really, really hard, you know, with him for bandit, for example, you play really hard with him, you throw the ball for him, you play Frisbee with him, you take him on walks, you do those kind of things. Like he comes home, he lays down, he kicks it, he's happy. It's all good. He loves, he licks your face. Right. Yeah. But if he goes like three or four days or a full week or something like that, and you don't play with him, you don't take him out, you don't treat him in a way of playfulness, then he'll like dig holes in your yard. And he does. <laughs> he digs holes in your yard. Or when we first got him, he like chewed the garage sensors and tried to figure out a way to get out of the garage, you know? <laughs> 
so there's this <laughs> there's this element of playing hard which i believe that you encompass and what it is that you're sharing and by doing that it allows you to really love big people or um experiences and um what i want to just leave the listeners with as we wrap this show up a couple things number one what would you say are some tips for people or some practices for people to take with them into their everyday lives so that they can build deeper, more meaningful relationships? Um, most importantly for me, um, I found that setting a routine, kind of circling back to what we were saying about recharging ourselves, setting a routine and sticking to it, like almost religiously, like every single day and making sure that you're taking care of yourself before you go out and try and take care of others, I guess. Um, and for me, that's journaling, meditating, making sure that I'm practicing yoga and um, just trying to stay away from like screens, like phones late at night, getting enough sleep. Um, and I think I notice, I don't think I know, I noticed that um, when I'm doing those things and I'm doing those things every single day, Personally, I feel much better about myself and I find it easier to just kind of spread that energy to the other people around me as opposed to if I'm having a bad day, like I definitely wear it on my sleeve and I know that if I'm down, I'm probably bringing the people around me down. And so I just kind of mm -hmm. have found a new value in taking care of myself so that I can in turn uh, be there for others when they need me to be. Man, that's so important. I'm so glad that you said that. Yeah, and, I, and I've found too that I have to make decisions, like small decisions and big life decisions based off of whether or not I'm giving myself the time to be in a routine and take care of myself. Mm -hmm. You know, if I, because in my life, for example, if I'm not taking care of myself and staying up late, then I wake up at 6.30 with my kids and I'm grumpy with my kids who are elated to be up, you know? Yeah. And I miss the opportunity um, to be with them and to experience them at the fullest. And I know that that would be the same with anyone that I run into. I'm sure Katie's not the happiest with me when I only get four hours of sleep and I've been looking at the computer screen till two in the morning, you know? <laughs> so, um, so good. Thanks, man. That's a good reminder. I'm going to get on a routine here and I'm going to get better and healthier and enjoy my life and the people in my life even more. And it's coming straight from this conversation. Okay. So one last thing, and then we're going to wrap it up, man. What does it mean to you to play hard and to love big Aaron Donahue? Gosh, um, do the things that you want to do, uh, love the way that you want to, and don't, don't be afraid about how it looks in the moment because there's always going to be another one. And like, there's so much that we can learn from ourselves that like, it's, it's okay to mess up. It's okay to say something funny in the moment. Like it's just another thing you can laugh about and move forward from and learn from. And I think that just kind of allows us to just be in the moment and allow us to play hard, which, like bandit, like once we play hard, it's just so much easier to relax and just spread the love and be with everyone, I guess. Yeah. Right on, man. Well, Aaron, you are um, a wise soul, brother, and a, and a really, really 
a good friend and I appreciate you taking the time today to be on play hard and love big radio. Uh, would you like to come back and do it again sometime? Oh, definitely. It was a pleasure. I think that'd be, I think that would be fun, man. Yeah. I think we should definitely make some time to have you back on the show. Awesome. Um, everyone, uh, thank you so much for being a part of play hard and love big radio. If you want to get an opportunity to be around Aaron and come check him out at, at spotted dog yoga. You can look at the schedule at spotteddogyoga.com. Lately he's been around there a lot. <laughs> he's been covering for a lot of teachers, man. I mean, he teaches kids. You've even probably, have you taught a prenatal class, Aaron? Not yet, but almost. <laughs> <laughs> I think you probably have a list and he's learning <laughs> to teach prenatal. I mean, you're a jack of all trades. So look at the schedule, get in and see Aaron. You'll be pumped that you got to know this guy um, as I am pumped. And, um, you know, as far as Spotted Dog Yoga is concerned, a couple really big things happening. We have our Stand Up Paddleboard Summer Adventure Series. It starts in just a few weeks. And we have the opportunity now, you have the opportunity now to BYOB, which means bring your own board. So if you are a paddleboard enthusiast and you have your own board, you can bring it and we'll uh, set you up with a discounted price because it makes it easier on us. If you don't, you can rent our products, our, our paddle boards and whatnot, and take them out with us too. But you can check out the schedule at Spotted Dog for that. And then one final plug for Awaken Yoga Training, which starts on July 13th at Spotted Dog Yoga. And it is an amazing way to just continue to learn the skills and the tools to play hard and love big. All right, that's it for the show. Everyone have a great rest of your day. Namaste. See you, Aaron. See you later, Nick. Bye. Peace, my man.